Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 183 The Doomsday Sanction and Task Force X with Kevin Lynch. Hi, pals. It's uh, more JLU time. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And I'm here. <laughs> you are, in fact, here. Mm hmm. You sure are. Mm hmm. Oh, this was a, this was a good week. Yeah, man. Yeah. These were great. Yeah. And uh, credit came up in the second one. Um, story by Dwayne McDuffie written by Darwin Cook, or maybe I have yep. that backwards. But either way, like my teleplay by Darwin Cook, I think. Ah, my two favorite dead comics guys. Uh huh. Like that's uh, that's a hell of a team. The, the fact that they worked on something together and it was this good and just ugh. Yeah, no, they had a great team on the show. And Flunk, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that this is your first time watching this series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I watched um, most of the original Batman series and Batman Beyond, but everything else has been new and I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, man, this so is great. Good. And this, I still, like, it's been almost 20 years and I still look back at these couple of seasons of JLU as like the... The, like the, the the best example of how to do serialized mm-hmm. and episodic at the same time where it all fits together, but it doesn't feel like, oh, I missed one. Now I don't know what's going on. And like, like it's the perfect mix to me. And most mm. shows still want to <clears throat> be like this and can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the writers are like amazing. Yeah. Well, it's mostly Clearly. Dwayne McDuffie. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. I'm, That's what I, you got to no. do. Get Dwayne McDuffie. Oh. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of other people working on this, and I don't want to say he was responsible for all of it. But as I understand it, he was sort of the the head of the writers' room during this period. So sure, I think he was kind of kind of driving everything. Yeah. No, the more the more I watch this, the more I'm just like, oh, what a fucking tragedy, you know? Yep. And I don't want to just say that just because, like, well, this guy died, and that sucks, because now I can't read new stuff from him. But yeah, also, I can't get this show that I so like. So it sucks yeah. that we can't get new stuff from him. Yeah, exactly. What's the line Amanda likes? Who'll make Bender waffles the way he likes them? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought about that one in a bit. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, look, she lives that that principle every day, but she hasn't said that line in a while. (laughs) Now, there was a thing you had uh, uh, reblogged on Tumblr recently. Uh, I think you did. Uh, Mm. You saw it for sure. Um, About a convention in, it's somewhere in South America. I think it was Brazil. Oh! Oh, the the static where, thing. Yeah, it was Brazil. Yeah, where there because it was a huge uh, that was a huge series in Brazil where there's like a, a great majority of the kids watching are black, and so mm-hmm. they responded to it, you know, more favorably. And and the show was huge, and mm-hmm. so there were a ton of cosplayers. Yeah, like more than the Fire and Ice show. Well, I mean, only fires from Brazil. Yeah, Ice is ice from is... like Scandinavia. Somewhere I think Sweden, that's right. I yeah, think? yeah. Um, but because that show was much bigger down there, then all those kids grew up. And now when you go to a con, there's tons and tons of static cosplayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dennis Cowan, I think. Yeah, the, the uh, co-creator. Yeah, exactly. Went to a con, did not realize any of this, mm-hmm. saw this sea of uh, uh, static cosplayers and like just like started crying. I, oh. I, I don't want to misrepresent. I'm pretty sure he no. cried. Either way, he was very emotional about it. He's like... Mm. <laughs> I had no idea. This is amazing. It's like, and that's, that's awesome. You know, I like, that's one of the things I wish like, um, Dwayne McDuffie had lived to see like, yeah. just that, Hey, your thing is beloved by this giant country. Yeah. That you didn't even realize. So, yeah, but it's still cool to hear that. that yeah. You know, Cause that show was fun. Yeah. I like that show for the yeah. most part. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good as this show, but uh, no, few things are. All right. I think we should get into it. Why don't you tell us what happened in the Doomsday Sanction? Why don't I? All right, so we open up on Amanda Waller in her Washington, I assume, home. And also Batman is there threatening her in her bathroom. And see, here's the thing about that. Batman is legit one of the scariest guys ever, and Waller doesn't even blink. Also, she's butt naked. This woman does not give a shit. So while the Justice League meet to discuss Cadmus, Cadmus discusses the Justice League. We got Waller, General Eiling, 
Professor Hamilton, Hugo Strange, an evil therapist who wants to fuck slash be Batman, Tala, an evil witch who, as far as I can tell, has no opinion on Batman, and Dr. Milo, whose plans to combine alien, or excuse me, animal and human DNA are not really working out all that great. The bat-horse hybrids were not a good fucking idea. They kept <laughs> flying into people's hair and then kicking them to death. <laughs> so Waller fires Milo, who then goes into the next room and releases Doomsday in an attempt to get revenge. Uh, this is a terrible idea because Doomsday is a giant evil bone monster and he kills his ass instantly. Anyway, Doomsday goes on a rampage and then goes off to kill Superman. The Superman in question is helping evacuate an island with an erupting volcano along with the rest of the Justice League. So when Doomsday arrives and starts ruining everything, General Eiling launches a kryptonite nuke at the island. Waller's pissed, but Eiling's just like, this kills Doomsday, this kills Superman, this kills an island full of not-Americans. It's win-win-win. I don't think I like you very much, General. Anyway, the missile is stopped by Batman and a javelin, and that shit fucking rules, y'all biscuit heads. Superman beats Doomsday and the Justice League dumps his ass in the Phantom Zone and then we cut to a severely beaten Batman who is doubting if this whole Justice League superpowers guys on a death laser satellite is actually such a good idea at all. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor officially runs for president and guess what? That shit is way less threatening on the other end of 2016. Mm -hmm. Something I will continue to break up, bring up as long as we have an actual supervillain running for president. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a news story that says uh, the current front runner for the 2020, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, are you kidding me? Legit, why couldn't we have Lex Luthor? Seriously, mm -hmm. he's so much better at this. I mean, so far we've only had evil idiots. That's mm -hmm. that's good at least. But yeah. just one evil genius, you know, mm -hmm. just to see how we do. Yeah, why not? Might as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, this was good. This was so fucking good. This is a good escalation of like we knew Cadmus existed. We've met Waller, mm -hmm. but now we see what she gets up to, and it's it's uh, a lot going on there. Well, here's the thing. This is my good thing. Like we've talked about how good Waller is before, obviously. Mm -hmm. But there's a bit in this where Island goes up goes against her to like fucking wipe this island out, and mm -hmm. she comes in just like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. where do you get off?" I love that this woman is, like, ruthless, and, like, up to now she's been played as, like, a like uh, in that she's up against the Justice League, like, she's played as the villain of, of the piece. But, like, yeah. there's so much more going on there. Like, she's like, I don't want to kill Superman. I don't want to kill a bunch of people. Like, I will get the job done, but, like, the way I, I want to do it, you know? Well, and this is, like... One of the things I love about JLU is how they take everything like this goes back to the first episode of Batman. We're tying yes. shit together from man bat mm -hmm. like it's great. Um, but specifically, she says, yeah, when you guys when when we pardoned Lex, uh, he told us all about the Justice Lords thing in the other dimension. Mm hmm. And um, we are terrified. We there's, do there's, not want that to happen. And we are preparing for the worst because you guys might do that. That's the thing. Like this episode especially does a great job of showing. Yeah, she's got a point. And when Batman mm -hmm. is lying in a hospital bed going, yeah, she's got a point. Like that's Batman. That's the guy. Well, that's that's my good thing is I love that these two. They're they're big they're big drama queens, both of them. Mm -hmm. They both constantly, whenever they are confronted confront each other, stare each other down, refuse to admit the other is correct, and then go regroup with their people and say, "Oh shit, they were probably right." Like both of them do that. Yeah, I love it. Waller's yeah. like, "Oh, Batman had a point." And Batman <laughs> at the end of the episode, how, how many times we've seen Batman hundreds of times at this mm -hmm. point? This version of Batman. How many times has Batman? gone through an arc where he says, oh, man, I was wrong. Uh, yeah. Zero? <laughs> yeah. I, I love Batman, but he is not a guy to change his opinion about things too too often. So the level of respect he must have for Waller to, mm -hmm. of course, to her face, say, no, you're wrong. And then go, oh, shit. No, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not. She like, has a point. Yeah. That's just that's so good. The. The bit at the end where he's in the hospital bed and Superman and uh, Wonder Woman come to see him and he's just like, you don't get to joke about this. This is huge. Like, I mm -hmm. love that so much. And the fact like Superman's like, 
you 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 know me. I like you. You need to try. You you know yeah, me. I'm and, good. We're we're good because we're good. And Batman's like, that's not an answer. Yeah, and Bruce <laughs> Bruce goes, yeah, I do know you. And they don't say it, but the fucking you took over the world thing is all over his face. Mm-hmm. Like I love this shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Flunk, you were you were gonna say something? Oh no, just uh, we were just talking about how Batman and Wall are like evenly matched and um mm-hmm. just that bit when uh after the missile's going and Batman calls to threaten her and, and everything and then he just hangs up the phone and is like she doesn't know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool. That's that's what I mean. They're they're always sort of like half a step ahead of each other, but then mm-hmm. they're like, Oh no. <laughs> and well, uh, I- this is your quote, isn't it, Maggie? Yeah, I, I the, uh, this is just this is the phone conversation between the two of them. Yes, Mr. President. Call off the missile. How did you get this? The missile headed for San Bocaro. If anyone dies on that island today, I'm coming for you. You do what you have to, and so will I. Island. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I love Waller's fucking poker face. It's just like well, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, they're they're both big drama queens. They're both mm-hmm. like you. You don't scare me. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh fuck! Yeah, that, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Where the hell is Eiling? Uh, yep. I think he's scheming in the other room. Hmm. Also, that uh, Eiling uh, is the general that was in the Dark Heart episode. He's uh, yes. J.K. Simmons, and uh, again, great pull for the voice. Like just great. Oh, I love him and I hate him. I. They've really done a good job with putting Cadmus together with just like, like, it's almost all guys who we've seen before, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And um, and I saw in your notes that you you were like, is that Hugo Strange? It is. And mm-hmm. one of the things the DC Wiki actually, like, I won't give them shit for this, was they were speculating is like, Waller probably knows who Batman is because Hugo Strange is in Cadmus. And remember, he had that uh, oh, uh, yeah. hip, hypnosis thing where... He, he might know who Batman actually is. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they didn't, uh, They he was being set up to use, be used later in the series, and then they got the bat embargo thing, so right. that put a stop mm-hmm. to that. But this draws basically a straight line from Man-Bat and all that research to mm-hmm. the fucking splicers in Batman Beyond. Like, it all just sort of comes together here and it all makes sense. And like, yep. it feels more like a one unified thing than it ever has. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, Flunk, what was your good thing? Uh, my good thing is actually kind of a little bit of like, uh, just a personal confession about me and, um, and where I am in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm kind of coming around on doomsday. Yeah. It's just a big old monster that wants to eat Superman. That's fun. I think this show is just doing that thing where it's like, yeah, this was a, this was, there's a germ of a good idea here, but it was badly told in the comics. What if we Mm. did it well? I think having him talk helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, That's actually my bad thing. Oh, all right. I don't kind of, I I just don't know why he has a robot voice. I I think that was meant to. It has like a little metallic echo to it. It's just yeah, he, like I get to try and make him sound like he's an alien and a monster, but instead he just sounds like beep boop. I will kill Superman. Well, he didn't have it last time. It's the same guy doing his voice. It's uh, Michael Jai White, but it's not. Mm. Um, uh, he didn't have the processing on it last time. And I think it's meant to show that when Cadmus got him back, they did some shit to him to bring him. I, I don't know. I don't know. We put a robot in your throat. Why? Like they probably use nanites to help. Teach how to love, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course. Teach your throat how to love. Mm-hmm. It's what that <laughs> movie sing- Deep Throat was about. <laughs> Aw, it's a lot sweeter than I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, I. What I like is okay. Yeah, he he does have slightly more depth than he did before and in the comics, but he is still just a force of nature that fights mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah. And, and he kind of love- doesn't have more depth. He can just articulate that he wants yeah. to kill Superman rather than, rather than doing it. Well, and I, I love like them saying Superman. you were conditioned yeah. like, or Superman from the, uh, the other reality did this to you. And he's like, I don't care. And yeah. You were manipulated Superman, by the right? government. I can kill you. Yeah. He's like, you were manipulated by the government to, to, uh, to hate me. You don't actually hate me. He's like, I don't care what the reason is. I just hate you. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's like I love you that. make 
you make a bunch of really good points. Um, counterpoint, I want to kill Superman. They Their conditioning was so good that mm-hmm. I just hate him. And I don't care. Even if I knew that they put it there, it doesn't matter. It's still there. Well, there's an extended sequence where they clockwork his orange to uh, mm-hmm. uh, really make him hate Superman. Mm-hmm. And he does. It mm-hmm. worked. Um, I So, oh, go ahead. I... One of my complaints from, like, one of my old, old Doomsday complaints is just that, like, Superman fighting him is just, like, like, Superman doesn't do anything other than just beat the shit out of him for, like, four issues. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I like when this, honestly, Superman just beating the shit out of Doomsday here kind of works because this Superman's kind of dumb. There is that, and it's also the way the pacing works mm-hmm. is... The whole episode, like with the comics, you had full splash pages of punching for yes. issues and issues. Well, that Here, entire like last yeah. issue is just splash pages. Yeah, and do you know whereas, the you know sorry do you know the thing about those uh those last four those four issues? It oh, that they're with, gonna be worth a lot of money someday. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the the fourth issue is only four panels per page. Then the third issue is yep. three, two, one, counting down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. That is cool, but, I mean, you know, the whole point with Doomsday is editorial clearly decided let's kill off Superman as a stunt, and Mm -hmm. then Doomsday was like, well, this could be it, whatever, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. We just want to kill Superman. So, you know, there's nothing there. But what I like in this episode is it's not all taken up with those action sequences. It's Mm -hmm. just something we cut to every now and then while the story's happening. Well, and, and that it's part of a, a larger threat that, um, you know, they're trying to evacuate the volcano. Yeah, yeah. And and then but, um, on top of that, all of a sudden, Doomsday shows up. Yeah. And then this missile's coming. Like, there's there's really good escalation. But yeah, for, for people who want to see Superman punching Doomsday, you get that. But it yes. doesn't weigh the whole episode down. It just cuts back to that every now and then. So well, it's kind of win-win there. Exactly. Well, for people who want to see Superman punch Doomsday, it's also very good Superman punching Doomsday action. Like... Yeah, but people like me who get bored with long action sequences are not bored because Mm -hmm. that's not the only thing. Exactly. You can also see Batman uh, flying a plane to stop a nuclear device, and that shit rules, too. Yes, it does. Look, Batman showing up to hand a towel to a bureaucrat is Mm -hmm. my favorite thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but well, I do know why, but uh, like if I were to list like my top five moments from the whole DCAU, that's one of them. Yep. So I don't give a fuck about punching. I just want to see confronting bureaucrats in their bathroom. This was a real, you can tell when I'm having a good time with a lot of these episodes. Because if you look not at a lot notes, of notes, it, yep, <laughs> not a lot of notes. And the notes that are there are always just like, fuck, I fucking love Batman. Mm hmm. Um, my bad thing, though, with the, going back to Doomsday, mm-hmm. um, I like that they gave him a more of a so. At this point, all we know about him from the Justice Lords episode is uh, some spaceship fell down and a monster came out. It was like how Venom showed up in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. It was just like, uh, and I'm here. <laughs> and I don't know if they ever meant to do this or if it was a retcon. It doesn't matter. It's not bad. He came from Cadmus. That's <laughs> fine. But the way they get there is, uh, well, Doomsday was a bit out of control, so uh, we went the uh, Dr. Clayton Forrester route. We didn't like him, so we shot him into space. Like, Mm -hmm. rockets, even for Cadmus, who have a lot of resources, cost a lot of money. Yeah. And also, keeping him alive and shooting him in space means he's just gonna be someone else's problem. (laughs) Yeah, clearly the U.S. government (laughs) is deeply concerned with someone else finding Doomsday and just being... (laughs) Now let's oh. just shoot him out there where there's where there's Brainiac and Darkseid and mm-hmm. all these guys who could use him and make him a lot worse. Also, Al, the cheesy movie they sent him was Superman 4. Oh, God. No wonder he <laughs> no. wants to kill Superman. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. But yeah, I just like, and I'm well, look, it's comics. People shoot people into space all the time, whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird way to explain, oh, that's why he fell out from out of the sky, because we shot him up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like, I also like the reveal that Cadmus is just mostly cloning. Like, yeah, it kind of, like, when I was coming into this, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a, like, government program to stop the superheroes. It's like, no, no, we yeah. know how cloning works. We can make a lot of clones. We'll take all the superheroes, and we'll clone them, and then we'll have superheroes. 
No, and we checked in on and the. We'll have super- our own Justice League with blackjack and hookers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, sex workers. Got to be. No, we're still like- in uh, early two thousands. Uh, okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I I like we checked in on the Supergirl clone. Like he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's uh, like that was a good way to say um, they're not going to pull her out of their ass later. Like, no, she came back. We're fixing yep. her. She'll she'll be better later. And like, yep kind of going through the yeah and we had the ultimate that was our thing and just mm-hmm. the, all those guys around the table was very good enjoyed that yeah uh what else let's see here oh i liked i liked the bit so we have like the the justice league like the 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 set the the core seven sitting in a, a meeting room together and flash is like well it's not gonna happen because uh because i'm the heart of the team remember and everyone just glares at him I love that was almost my quote. Uh, Jean's <laughs> deliver like okay. the there's there's a beat where they all look at him and then Jean going, "Let's put a pin in that for now." Mm-hmm. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. That would have been a good quote, but I think it works better with the visual of them mm-hmm. all looking at him too. Like, shut up, Flash. And then later, when Batman uh, was like, "Yo, I I got the the question on on this," oh. and everyone's just like, "Ah, the question," oh, and Batman's like, "I know, I know." Yep. Which is again funny, but also a good way to remind us that guy's still out there and mm. he's going to be coming back in a big way like not too long from now. I'll but, be back uh, in like a couple episodes. I can't do a question voice it turns out. Mm-hmm. You could do a Jeffrey Combs, you just have to think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um this is the first This is the first reveal that like we've got the Justice League but like w- we've also got just like the original Justice League is still kind of in charge. Yeah, I, they, they've they've mentioned that mm. since JLU. Like they talk about the the meeting room being well, it was six until they got Shaira back. But mm-hmm. uh, they, like this is the first time I think we've seen it where they're actually around a table and doing well, you know. And it's a good way to show us. Oh no, wait! Waller thinks they're sitting up there making terrifying decisions about humanity, and uh, turns out she's right. Yeah, exactly. The the bit where we cut back and forth between the Justice League at their table doing discussions and like the uh, Cadmus guys also at a table mm-hmm. discussing, and like it's doing a really great like where the camera's just sort of like spinning around the table, so you get to see everyone sitting there. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's art, baby. I also like them putting uh, Doomsday in the Phantom Zone, which we haven't seen since probably the middle of the Superman series. Like, it didn't even come up a lot on that show. No, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, I'm less thrilled about the fucking Council of Seven chairs they apparently have set up for judging people. Well, they just got nice chairs. I mean, look, you're going to buy a space station. You're not going to get the shitty chairs. Shares like, when did you get these chairs put in? Well, we had them in to judge you, and then we ended up doing it at Bruce's house instead. <laughs> and she just uh, she just wants a bird perch. She mm-hmm. doesn't need a chair. <laughs> Guys, gonna make me stand in the spinning rings again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we say when we're standing in the spinning hoops? What three words do we not say? <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, I thought uh, Armin Shimmerman was a good choice to play uh, Milo. Oh yeah, that was good casting. Hmm. Is he he's he's from the comics, right? Oh yeah. He he's from this too. Like this isn't his first appearance. I'm trying to remember when I saw him before. It sure was. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not gonna be in uh Batman uh Beyond because he's dead. I fucking love he's just like, yeah, Doomsday, if I let you out, you're gonna help me, right? Oh sure, I'll help you. (laughs) Okay, the Batman the animated series episode where Catwoman turned into a cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, he that's Professor Milo. That. That's right. Yeah, and he was in another one as well. But like, was he in the werewolf remember there was one a whole. Too? There was a what's that? The werewolf one. Yes, that was the other one. That was it. Okay. There was that whole run of Batman episodes where people kept turning into animals, like mm-hmm. eight weeks in a row. Yeah, and it was all Milo just getting up to his shit. But but also, like I said, there's some seeds there for the for the uh, splicing thing in Batman Beyond. Like they really thought all that through, and I love mm-hmm. it. They even mentioned the 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 man bat guy. Um, yeah, uh, Langstrom. What's his name? Yeah, that's it. Langstrom. Langstrom. Mm-hmm. Did you turn a guy into a bat again? Mm-hmm. I sure. Of course, did. I did. <laughs> I wanted more funding. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else? Um, 
think so. It was a pretty action-heavy oh. episode, but also it ruled, so that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I forgot my bad thing. Um, yes. Which is stupid, but I'm really proud of the joke I made to, for it, so fuck oh. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we see a lot of Justice Leaguers in this episode fucking around on the satellite while Superman's fighting Doomsday, Batman's planing a missile... Uh, Wonder Woman's trying to evacuate everyone from this island, and there's a shot of just a bunch of, of like, Justice Leaguers just standing around watching Superman get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> like, guys, you have a veritable army of superheroes on on this uh, on this station. In fact, like, that's, that's the government's problem, is they have an army of superheroes. Yeah, like, you can't send a couple of guys down to either help Superman beat up Doomsday or, like... You know, spot Wonder Woman's. She can help Superman beat up Doomsday. Like, come on, guys! You're just standing there. If you've got time to clean, or if you've got time to lean, you've got time to intervene. Yep. Very good. Thank you. I when I was looking in the document, I was like, oh, let's see what Maggie's. Uh, okay, okay. This is very good. I mm-hmm. like. It was one of those things where I almost shared it on social media. I was like, no, 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 no. This is her. She needs to say it. Thank you. <laughs> You're not wrong, and also they have a fucking Star Trek-style transporter, so I don't mm-hmm. know how evacuating was so difficult, but... Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they only have, they... like, six pads. Mm. That might be it. I don't know. They they probably said in the episode, like, mm. something broke, or... I don't know. All right. Anything else? Uh, uh, just with the ongoing uh, conversation about the various theme songs, um, this one's fine. It's not really? great, but it's not terrible. It's okay. The meatly guitar gets me every time. I'm like, this isn't so bad. And then it goes, I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, time to move on to a, a title that does not contain the word suicide. Tax, mm-hmm. Task Force X. Flunk, if you would, please. All right, let's let's just be honest here. Back when this episode aired, this was a cool new thing to see on TV. But here in the final days of 2023, you know the deal. Deadshot has been given death sentence for his many crimes, but the government has decided he's a bad enough dude to rescue the president or whatever. <laughs> so he's part of a team of supervillains who have been blackmailed by, by Waller to do good, some kind of suicide squad. They're going to steal a big old death robot from the satellite of justice under the strict supervision of Colonel Rick Flag, we've got Deadshot, the man who can shoot anything. Captain Boomerang, here to toss another shrimp on the Barbie, mate. Plastique, a woman who's horny for explosions. And Clock King, a man who's horny for schedules. Clock King has the whole heist planned out to the very second. Unfortunately, he's never seen a heist movie because things go south pretty quick. Soon, the task force is stopped by Adam Smasher, Dragon's Lair, and... Wait, Vigilante? That can't be right. Maggie, you're going to have to explain to me how this Lone Ranger ripoff turned into a Punisher ripoff. Only after the Luckily, the bad guys beat up the heroes with and escape. Luckily, the bad guys beat up the heroes and escape with the death robot. And now there's a government agency with no oversight in possession of a weapons of mass destru- of destruction. I'm sure this will be no trouble at all. <laughs> this episode rules. Yep. Let's um so let's not gloss good. over the fact that you called that guy Dragon's Lair because he is one hundred percent Dirk the Daring from Dragon's Lair. He sure is. Or as Homestar Runner called him, Dork, Dork the Dowing. Dork the Dowing. <laughs> I like to the point That's just where that, but he's I, like, and verily I shall kill you, Dave. Mm-hmm. What like is to going the point on? where I, I was expecting Captain Boomerang to start flashing yellow and it's before he hits him. <laughs> What I liked is, and this comes up, this come up before in the background, and we'll see it again and again. Is that dude who I think is Shining Knight is his actual yep, name? That's Shining Knight. Yeah, yeah. And Vigilante, the cowboy one, are super best friends, and they are always fighting side by side. And I can't remember if it was Amanda or Tilo, or both of them insist that they're boyfriends, and that's just my head cannon now. It's like, yeah, that's fine. They're they're well, the they're more versions of Shining Light. They are not boyfriends. <laughs> well, you know. This one, this one can be though. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, this was fun. I mean, look, Maggie. I know you love a heist movie, so that was probably. I do love a heist movie. Um, this is weird. Like, I've been reading old Suicide Squad comics like around now. Mm-hmm. That, that's just like what the 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 current old comics I've been reading, and like mm-hmm. seeing these guys like 
in a fucking children's cartoon in 2003 is amazing, you know? And is this is this yeah. representative of the lineup? Because I know it changes frequently, kind of. I mean, the pr- these are pretty the much the core part. the core guys. Plus, it's, Deacon, it's pretty much always Deadshot and Captain Boomerang, yeah. right? And now Harley, and then they, they everybody else kind of varies. Yeah, Harley well, I know, only came well, in, like, recently, you know? Yeah. Well, this, I mean, no, the Suicide Squad goes at least back to the 80s, because I remember Keith Giffen was writing for yep. a while. Um, um, they, it was basically, they, after Crisis, mm-hmm. um, they were like, we've got all these, like, fucking, like, third string DC villains that we don't have anything to do, no one's gonna care. Yeah, we're rebooting everyone, so they want to use Luthor and the Joker, yeah. they don't, they don't want Captain Boomerang right yeah, now. Yeah, no one's gonna care if we kill Punch and Julie, you know? Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like. I, I sometimes this show will try to reconstruct something from the comics and they mm-hmm. can't get the rights or whatever. So it's cool to see that they actually pulled that off. Like when they wanted to do a JSA episode and they had to sort of work around that. Yeah. Like, it's good that they actually made this work. And the episode itself too, is just so unique. Like it's really, it's, you know, it's shot from the other, from the other side of the, oh, the this is my good thing. Yeah. They, I, I loved the choice to tell it entirely from their point of view. Like you end mm-hmm. up sort of rooting for them, even though they're murderers who, okay. Kids love justice league. Uh, the first shot of the, the first scene of this is a dude being led to the electric chair. Yep. <laughs> hey, death row kids. Um, but it's a nice subtle way to reinforce the season long justice league might be endangering regular guys thing by mm-hmm. wait, wait a minute. Yeah. I want these guys to win because yeah, fuck the justice league actually. Yeah. Um, and we get like, I don't like getting tedious details about how things work. I don't care about that, but if there's an organic way to work it into the story, mm-hmm. like I really wondered how this operation worked and it's, they have a lot of civilians there and, there was a yeah, cool yeah. story. It's a little bit of a, a lower decks kind of thing where it's showing you how like the 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 support staff works. Yeah, who's who's like uh filling the vending machines and stuff, you know? Exactly. Like yeah. there's a whole team of regular ass guys there who have security clearances, but still they're just guys. And <laughs> they're not cool. spinning their chore wheel and now it's Martian Manhunters turn to clean the <laughs> toilets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was a cool way to see like how it all works and and it didn't feel contrived or anything i i enjoy that also martian manhunter could just turn into like a a drain snake that would be real easy <laughs> like he, he could can, clean his own toilet he can turn into a drain snake he doesn't want to i'm not going in there again <laughs> i've Fool seen unspeakable shame things on you Booster Gold ordered Chinese food. (laughs) (laughs) It's always Booster's fault somehow. Of course it is. There's no Ted to keep him in check. He just keeps fucking up. Thanks, Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What did I do? Oh no, I meant I meant Booster Gold. Sorry. No, I meant the other I meant yellow Green Lantern. (laughs) You know, the the shitty Green Lantern. Well. Yeah. Well, that's Guy Gardner. But it's look. Hang on, I've got um, a list here. Maggie, what was your good thing about this episode? Ah, yeah. Um, I love uh I love Clock King in this. Yes. They basically, yeah. Clock King is the only one on the team who, as far as I know anyway, is not like like a staple of the old Suicide Squad comic. And bringing him in as the strategy guy is such a good idea. Well, it's it's specific to this continuity because mm. this is this this is the show or Batman was the show that made Clock King cool. Yes, and he made I think two appearances on that show like many many series and episodes ago, mm. and they're like, yeah, but he's still out there and he's still useful. Why don't we use yep. him again? It was great. I I I and on it, the <coughs> character too is just so like like he's such a guy who like if you can't if he's in prison and they're like, yeah, okay, you fucking like did time crimes and whatever. Do you want to like work off your sentence? Of course he's going to be like, yes, I'm calmed down from that time. I tried to kill Hamilton Hill because he made me late, which sounds like a joke. But if you've seen that episode, isn't no, and it's a good, it's a good sort of next beat for his character. Cause mm-hmm. really what, what do you do with a guy who went crazy because someone made him late. Like, like mm-hmm. that's it. That's a perfect self-contained story. But then what? Well, mm-hmm. this. Well, you have him hack into the Justice League's uh, scheduling app so he knows what, uh, yeah. what everybody's shifts are. But yep. being the guy to plan the heist is perfect. It's really good. 
And they got the old voice guy back. He's got a very like unique voice and I love mm-hmm. it. And and he's he's real like I imagine people working for him must hate it. Oh yeah. The, You're three <laughs> yeah. seconds late. Oh god, this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. I I do wish that he still had his clock glasses, but that's really it. And that's such a tiny thing. I mean, nobody's in their costumes, which is kind of flunk. That's your bad thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, overall, I just kind of don't like this version of Deadshot. He's he's more smug than he is evil. Mm-hmm. And like the way he's like always flirting with plastique and he's just always just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just walk away. And then well, the coolest thing about him is his costume and he doesn't even wear it. That's true. I'm pretty sure this came up in the the Patreon episodes where I still don't know the difference between Deadshot and Deathstroke and Dead well Deadpool now I know because they made some movies about him mm-hmm. but Deathface like I they, there were so many guys who were almost the same that I just I don't know but this guy had a pencil thin mustache and boy did he live up to that <laughs> oh yeah I I I loved Deadshot in this I I like Deadshot just regularly just because again Suicide Squad but also he's a main character in Secret Six which I fucking adored yeah mm-hmm. um so and is he like this or did they sort of turn him into their own thing it's more it's not so much what he does it's just the voice I, I yeah. really mm-hmm. did not care yeah. for mm-hmm. uh. no just the beginning of the episode when he's just chilling out in his suit I'm just like this guy rules. Hmm. I again, though, watching him be led to the like the the electric mm-hmm. chair, just like uh, maybe they couldn't use the word suicide in the in the episode, but boy, mm-hmm. they really kept on driving home. We had no you you will be executed if you don't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the death penalty. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing: I had my bad thing all teed up, um, mm-hmm. where it's like it. You're doing the Suicide Squad. Like, I know you can't say suicide, but you got to kill one of the Suicide Squad. And obviously you can't because this is a cartoon. And then they killed someone, basically. Like, Oh, I mean, they killed Milo in the last episode. They can kill people in the show. I guess that's true. Like, it like, happens off screen Maggie, more often than not. See? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Plastique is, is, is not dead, but they did like the G.I. Joe thing where like, she's clearly dead, but mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. let's just put a little like a little a little one-off line to say, oh no, she's uh, she's in a coma. Yeah, you yeah. get a groan out of her. It's like, oh, this plastic's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your actual bad thing though, Maggie? I got this really huge cut on my finger from work and it made typing really difficult this week. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's just, unfortunate. Okay, you guys want to hear a gross story? Yes, uh, I do. But do the listeners? <laughs> so, I'll keep uh, this content going. warning. Gross story. <laughs> um, so I got this big fucking cut. Like I think I sliced my my finger on a cardboard box at work, which happens all the time. Like cardboard my, paper cuts are the worst. They oh, are. Yeah. They're devastating. Um, mm-hmm. but like my hands are like two hundred percent callous at this point. Mm-hmm. It's because I've been doing this for eight years. So. I cut the shit out of my finger, which sucks, but is not news. Um, mm-hmm. I got home last the uh, last night, and I was eating dinner, um, and I bit a little too close into the cut, oh. bit off a chunk of it, and bled everywhere. <laughs> I reopened oh. it. Oh. That's like, uh, mm. must have been Happy some good fried chicken you were having, though, if you mm. took a piece uh, it, of your it hand was, out. It was the, the best mm. fried chicken, I would say. Mm. My finger's gone for good. <laughs> Terrible. Fried chicken. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, Flunk, what was your good thing about this episode? I, I noticed you, you didn't uh, have one. I think you, you Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of what we've been talking about already with um, just how these two episodes play off of each other, of, of how maybe the Justice League isn't the best idea that Bruce has ever had. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> keeping a giant death robot on your laser satellite is kind of not great. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it took me a minute to remember this is the robot that uh, uh, one of the Greek gods yeah. in, a, in a Wonder Woman episode in Justice League made because it, it it runs on like rage. And it's it's basically I mentioned this at the time. It's basically the, the destroyer armor from Thor, but they slap a yeah. different like it's Wonder Woman mythology instead of Thor mythology. Right, but they, but because I didn't remember it, the <clears throat> great writers of this episode reminded me in story by having um, 
uh, Floyd punch uh, Captain Boomerang and it was like, it runs on rage. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember that now. Good job, guys. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. Without just giving me a bunch of exposition, you you reminded me of what this thing is. Mm-hmm. Which is but what I'm, what I'm saying since... is it's a big it's a big robot that they that they had before. So mm-hmm. it's a nice bit of continuity there. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and like the fact that they have an exposition scene earlier in the episode where like they're just like your mission if you choose to accept it, blah blah blah. Yeah, but that's like the heist movie thing. I, 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 exactly. Like it fits the format. Like they do that. But they still mm-hmm. ma- they still set the episode up so that there's reveals so that like things things are surprised. Yeah, they don't right. say why they're up there until yeah. until they have to. Yep. yep. Which also makes sense is why would you tell a bunch of supervillains what they're doing? They're going mm-hmm. to find a way to to try to screw you over. So let's yep. keep keep all the information away from them as long as we can. I was very pleased that we did not get the beat that you always get in a story like this, where the villains decide to look out for themselves, like. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of moments where you see them helping each other out. Like, no, I'm not going to leave you behind. Come on, let's go. And it's like, oh, good. These guys are actually a team and not just shitty guys looking out for themselves. That's good. It feels like the, it feels like the squad's like lineup was well picked. Like, you know, it's not like they just slapped the Joker on here again. and was like, okay, the (laughs) Joker fucking go up there and sabotage. Yeah. Go undercover. Well, putting the Joker in the Suicide Squad is just a bad idea. Everybody yeah. knows that. Mm-hmm. What co- hang on. What kind of squad is this? <laughs> I'm not I, doing I, that. I feel like Waller, like someone brings that idea to Waller mm. and she's like, what is this file? This is, you're kidding, right? This is not, this is not. <laughs> I opened the folder and confetti came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This that's, is not a serious candidate. Get the fuck out of here. That That's cute. Don't, you're fired. Yeah. You're so fired. Mm-hmm. If Amanda Waller fires you, you don't go looking for another job. Mm-hmm. Nope. Although I, w- what we got, we got a brief glimpse of what it does look like to work for Waller, and she mm. actually seems to be a good boss. Like, yeah. Uh, Flag comes back and says we got the thing, and she's like, "You did a very good job." And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm always a sucker for seeing yeah. a manager praise an employee. Like, good. But good. you know, Colonel Flag does things just because he wants another medal for his uniform. I mean, yeah, yes. I know. But I like seeing Waller. He has all of his employee of the month plaques like put up on his wall at home. Yeah, but I still like Waller saying you did a good job. Like that's yeah. that, that's another way to show that she's not evil. She's like, no, I, this is we're doing the right thing and my people are good and they need encouragement. See, here's the thing, though. That just feels like to me, Waller knows how to manipulate everyone. That's fine. Works for yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Fine. OK, and- but now we get into is being nice to people manipulative? Because- I don't know. I, it know. is if you're if you're uh, if you're a you know, the boss and you know how to manage different people in different mm-hmm. ways. Like eh, it's yeah, that's what I said. Manipulation, but I said so. It's also good you management. Said boss, same thing. Well, it's like yeah, well. flag responds well to well to praise, just like Maggie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Versus no, just, uh, you know, Deadshot might be a little better if you you know you you you, you you're a little more harsh with him. Yeah. yeah, probably. Or give him someone to flirt with. Oh, wait, they did that. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, it's a really well-picked team. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure she went through the psychological profiles. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you, you don't put these guys, like, these are both good candidates, but not on the same team. You got to put them on, like, different teams or something. Like, Captain Boomerang, mouthy scumbag, but, like, he know, like he knows when he's got a sweet deal, you know? He's not going to fuck it up. Captain Boomerang's a joke, right? Like, that's the point of yes. him? He's a joke? He sucks? Like, yes. okay. He's one of, yeah. he's one of those, uh, he's one of those Flash is, villains. Yeah, he is yeah. cool when he's fighting the Flash, but any other time he shows up, it's just because he's pretty ridiculous. As most okay. Australians are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave him a great moment where they almost, their cover almost got blown because he wouldn't take some metal out of his pocket to go through the metal detector. And he's like, it's 75 cents. <laughs> It's such a great, like, I know everything about this character now. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to just leave money on the table. Less than a dollar. And mm-hmm. you were on death row recently, and you, now you're quibbling over a dollar. This couldn't buy you a soda in 2003. What are you talking about? Also, it's 75 Australian cents, probably, which I don't know what the value of their dollar is, but it might be even less. Yeah, it's a little less. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess you would know. Yeah. You work or at the Australian embassy. embassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Actually, though, speaking of uh, Captain Boomerang, that's my uh, my hey, that's it's that guy mm-hmm. is uh, he's Mel Gibson's brother. Oh yeah, 
which my my immediate response to that was, well, yeah, sure, cast an Australian. But then you you gave me some extra info there. That, yeah, no, no, the Gibson boys were born, born in New York and then moved to Australia. Mm. Well, I mean, if, if his natural voice is still Australian, then then that's yeah. Something. And and his his big claim he's he's a he's a Jim Hanks where his the most mm-hmm. of his career is uh, doing voice work for Disney stuff that Nell doesn't want to do. Mm. We can't get your brother back. You sound kind of like him, and you cost a lot less. Yeah. And yeah, I did see that in the notes and then I could kind of hear he has that kind of like vocal quality that, that Mel Gibson had. He doesn't really sound like him, but I could mm-hmm. I could definitely hear a, a similarity there. And yeah, he's he was fine. Mm-hmm. He was all right. Uh fucking Adam Baldwin showed up again too as um as flag. Oh yeah. Still hate that guy. All right. So theoretically a, a couple of people whose opinions I don't want to hear about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Gibson's brother might not be bad. It's just like you can't hold. Uh, probably, I wouldn't take that bet. But also, I didn't look into it because I no. didn't want to. No, I yeah, don't exactly. want. No, of course not. I but, know a lot of Mel's issues come from his father originally, and I yeah. assume that's the same father. So yeah, but I also know sometimes. Look, somebody's an asshole. You can't hold their whole family. Like, look, then you get into a whole wharf situation. Okay, I mean that's entirely true. Yes, <laughs> we are not getting into a wharf situation here. No, we are not dishonoring our family with a small plastic. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, my bad thing for this episode. So, I think I'm sure he's been in the background before, mm. but we are. He he takes more of a of a of a like a foreground uh, role this time. Adam Smasher, who I don't know shit about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they they treat him like he's his, like you didn't tell us Adam Smasher would be here we're screwed and then there's a big fight with Adam Smasher mm-hmm. like who the fuck is this guy i don't need a, a long a lengthy backstory cuz the watchtower has 100 guys and that's fine that's cool mm-hmm. but if he be suddenly front and center in the fight and also we had a sequence where they go over all the dossiers maybe you could tell me who this guy is or i don't know cast a voice for him <laughs> <laughs> It just felt like, okay, he's a big deal. So mm-hmm. what's he sound like? What's he do? What's he, well, who knows? <laughs> well, Al, he's literally a big deal. Yeah, he's he's, he's, a, he's, he's a seven foot big deal. Mm-hmm. Look, the shrinking guy got a whole episode. The growing guy can't get a whole episode. Mm-hmm. Do we, I forget if we see him grow or if he, we, as far as we know, he's just, just always a large big. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got this large man who just thumps around the satellite all day long. That's mm-hmm. got to make his secret identity difficult to, uh, to keep in check. <laughs> How do we send him on missions? He doesn't fit in the transporter. He's still wearing the costume, but he has glasses on. <laughs> His name is Adam Smashor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta say, back to um, back to dead. It, fuck, I keep wanting to call him things that he is. It dead shot? Is that what it it's is? Really? Shot, dead, death death this isn't a bit. I always forget. Um, there's a moment where he's he and uh, Plastique are riding up on the elevator with uh, Green Lantern, and he says some seemingly innocent thing to John about Hawk Girl that clearly pisses him off. And like, it's such a good moment of like, uh, yeah, I know you two were a thing. I'm just fucking with you. Well, and I love there, there's a there's a couple of beats where it's just like an awkward elevator ride, you know. Yeah. And you can just see, like, Deadshot's just like, I can't help myself. This is going to be so fucking funny. Well, one, one, he's a prick. Mm-hmm. But but two, honestly, being the low-level employee who said the wrong thing means you're probably not going to be suspected of being an infiltrator. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Sitting there in silence, John might notice something, but mm. this now distracts from any any detail he might notice. Like, it's a good it's a good tactic, too. Well, yeah, it's suddenly it's turned from who is that guy with the mustache to I can't believe I have to think about my girlfriend some more. Yeah, to this guy brought up something and I don't even want to make eye contact now. So yeah. uh, I'm just not going to think about this at all. Like, it's great, but also it absolutely is just him being an asshole. Yep. It's good, good, you know, good right. the rules. Yeah, it's very good. There's also a lot of, I noticed a lot of shots that were great, and I wondered, because Darwin Cook was mm-hmm. involved with the script, I wondered if he got involved with the storyboarding. Like, I, I haven't noticed a lot of people who are mostly known as artists writing for the show, so like... Mm-hmm. I wonder if they let them get involved with the with the the visual part of it because there's some cool angles and just cool things that that 
even for this show felt a little above and beyond and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe they let him like draw in the margins of the script and say, Hey, could you shoot it like this, please? I, I, I would not be surprised at all if he was doing like uh rough, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, I would assume that's how he writes his comics. Like, you would if, think, if you're but a, I don't, a very I don't know. visual storyteller, like you got to, you know. Yeah, but on the other hand, the roles are very clearly defined, and there's some union stuff involved too. It might just be no, mm. you are the writer, that's, that's, and the artists do the works. art. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, what else? I wonder if Adam Smasher's job is to smash Captain Adam. Mm, could be. Mm. Those guys should be best friends. They they or, really should. Or Captain Adam resents him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the Adam guy. Damn it. <laughs> I love, He resents him because he's like, that guy's going to smash me. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. I don't know where. But it's going to happen. Catfish. <laughs> <laughs> and then the same thing that always happens is going to happen. I'm going to explode and turn into a bag for a while. <laughs> I mean, he is a bag. He is. He's a bag of uh, Adam. Bag of Adams. Just waiting yeah. to be smashed. So Atoms. he's like a pinata. Six of oh, them. An atom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, this episode. This has the scene where we were talking about this before the episode started. Um, the big robot fucking tears Jean in half, and yep. that should be the end of Jean Jones, the Martian Manhunter. I don't, I, because shapeshift, I don't know. Like, Odo could be ripped apart and that was fine, so. Yeah, but if somebody rips your arm off, you can't just push it back on. I. He had his entire lower half tossed out the window. The, there's yeah, but something. If, he, if he's made of, li- like, if he's liquid or, mm-hmm. or like you said, like clay. Yes, like he's Gumby. Then, yeah, then maybe it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I but like, just, like the if his brain controls shape shifting, right? So if your mm-hmm. legs aren't attached to your brain anymore, then then they're dead. I just I don't like the idea of like you can take Jean, tear him into two pieces, and those two pieces will just sort of like wiggle back together, and he's fine. You know, like he's unless fighting. we had two little Johns after that, that would yeah, be exactly. Good. And one of them should look like uh, Marvin the Martian, and one of them should look like the bear from Robin Hood. <laughs> Take his little Sean. Mm. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just we'll do all of them. We'll have Jonathan Frakes. We'll have uh, mm-hmm. the the guy from the Mel Brooks movie. Look, mm-hmm. there's nothing all the little about Johns. Jonathan Frakes, so. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what they call yeah, it, I, Big John. I, apparently, this was the only, like, this is one of those times where the DC Wiki actually pointed out something again. Like, no. got to give him credit again. The only time he's actually on screen uh addressed as martian manhunter oh yeah i guess that's true really? like we know he's that because we read the comics and they've mm-hmm. uh, they've had text on the screen but no one's ever said that out loud before yeah no absolutely but, he's always just been jean on this show yeah exactly but uh when they're doing the rundown at mm-hmm. the the uh, when the clock king's telling him about everybody he calls him the martian manhunter he's so the martian man that's... i wonder if clock king invented that name no one's ever called yeah, maybe. him that before Look, everyone's got silly little alliterative names, so I've got to give we them all like mm, already Martian. have. Two, we have two Johns. I need to dis- I need mm-hmm. to dis- uh, discriminate them somehow. I know that's not the right word. Distinguish. Distinguish. There we go. He's like no. Not everyone remembers the subtlety of the je sound. So I do because I'm Clock King. It takes an extra 0.3 seconds to add the zh. I'm not doing it. <laughs> As opposed to saying Martian Manhunter? Look, you do you things your way, I'll do them mine. And also, that that name being assigned by a villain makes a lot more sense, because I don't think of him as a Manhunter, but from no. his point of view, he kind of is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Martian, he hunts men. Like... Mm-hmm. I gotta say, he also does a good job. The, the, the robot is charging at him, and he's got his back turned, mm. and he's, he doesn't react, and he doesn't do anything. He clearly knows it's there, because mm. he knows the thing works on emotions, so yes. he's just keeping himself calm, and that was, they never say that out loud. It's just a thing that, if you notice, it's very mm. cool. It's like, oh, good job, John. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. Also, at, at the end of the episode... He's like, yeah, actually, fuck these guys. Like, mm-hmm. like he's pissed off. And it's like, I love the irony of 
Cadmus is the one pushing the Justice League to act like the Justice Lords. Like, yes. the fact that they exist, it might now be the thing that makes them that way. I mean, that's perfect, right? Like, that's just yes. really fucking great writing. <laughs> that's classic irony there. I love it mm-hmm. so much. The the end where we've got the guy who sold uh, who sold the Justice League out to the... Out oh, yeah, to just the, some low-level, like, support yeah. guy, yeah. And he's well, he's the guy that John had been talking to the entire the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah. No, me neither. That's that great. Mm-hmm. But like, I one, I love that it's just like one of the guys, you know, like yeah. one of their like I, I, apparently one of the trusted ones. I didn't catch yeah. on to that, but he's he's in the like in the control. Yeah, he's room, up on so. the bridge. Then, then yeah. he's got some level of clearance. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's still just a guy. He's not like a superhero. Yeah, and but then we get the fucking like the Kaiser Soze ending or whatever, where like. Jean and uh, uh, John are both like standing there surrounded by all of these crew guys and just like, we can't trust anyone now. I love yep. that. That's what I mean. That's the moment where it's like th- you're about half a step away from being the Justice Lords now, because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're thinking of them in terms of them and us. It's like, yeah, we start we, we, we started getting bigger. And when you start like getting bigger, you're bringing more people in that you can't regulate anymore. And like. Mm-hmm. And, like, pulling back in after that, that's bad, too, you know? It's mm-hmm. really good shit. Yeah, it is. And there's never a clear answer. It's like, no. is the Justice League wrong to do this? Well, may- maybe not. But is the government wrong to be scared? Well, maybe not. Like, yeah. it's such a, I love an ambiguous, like, it's obvious who the antagonist is, but mm-hmm. who's the villain? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's Lex. But it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. It's always Lex. <laughs> yeah. I love it's in the previous episode, mm-hmm. but it and it's it's so understated Batman convalescing in his bed and you just see the t- the sounds off. Mm-hmm. It's just a shot of Luthor on the TV with the flag behind him. And that's it. Yep. It's, it's not like this show or or another like less well written show in the past, like would have been like Luthor is going to be president. Like, no. The last beat is so so quiet and ominous, mm-hmm. and it's so much better that way. Also, they do the uh, the uh, '60s Trek uh, light over the eyes, dark everywhere yeah. else thing, and fucking that shit rules. Yeah, let me tell you, my partner who does photography mm-hmm. is driven insane by that lighting. She has tried to chase that shit for years. <laughs> it is such a hard effect to pull off, and she hasn't been able to do it yet, and she hates it. That's amazing, because Trek did it every week. Yeah, they did it every episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, and she's done so much research into how they did it, and she just can't quite, like, it's a hard, like, you don't see a lot of people pulling it off, like. No. It's difficult, I guess. All right. That's fucking Anything funny. Else? I'm going to rib her about that later. Mm. Oh, it, it, it tasks her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The task force X's her. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? What is this? Some kind of suicide task? Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, the all the sports staff are wearing little like challenge of the unknown suits. Yeah, I thought they all looked a bit like uh, the elongated man, but uh, yeah, that that yeah, also been that too. Mm-hmm. That sort of light purple. Mm. Yeah, no, the uniforms are good. The whole like again, I don't want a whole episode that's like as you know the Watchtower, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, but like. We have an excuse to crawl around in the the lower, like the you know the lower decks of the ship. Yeah, lower like, decks in the Jeffrey's tubes, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. see how it works. See how these people like we've seen parts of the Watchtower we have no reason to be in normally, and it's it's like oh okay, someone thought this out. This is pretty cool. Please, Funk. They're Jean tunnels, Martian <laughs> man tube, Jeffrey Jeffrey's tubes. Jeffrey's tube. <laughs> Fuck, that's better. Created by Matches Malone, actually. <laughs> the uh-huh. Jeffrey's Tube. This is my Jeffrey's Tube. <laughs> Denshot does have a little bit of a Matches Malone look to him. He oh, does. yeah. <laughs> yes, Father. I will become in. a Deadshot. <laughs> I will not Deadshot you again. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I suppose that's it. Flunk, did you have a quote or no? Uh, no. Good. <laughs> I hate pulling quotes. I'm getting lazy. Good. Whatever. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for this time. Uh, anything you want to plug or anything? 
Uh, yeah, doing a bit alarming. The show that I do with my brother, where we talk about remakes, reboots, reimaginings of of stories, uh, should be coming back soonish. Um, I know we uh, we're finishing up the Super Mario uh, episodes mm. that have been kind of sitting on Brian's hard drive for a couple months. There was a um, new episode last week, I believe. Wait, is this because he fell off the stage? Among other things that his body is actively fighting oh, him with. Okay, yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, we got some other fun stuff coming up and, um, a really fun series that I don't want to announce until we actually record it due to our, uh, our track record, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Excellent. Um, how I do was people very find excited that? to hear you guys again. So you've got That's at least right. one person who's very, who's, uh, waiting for you. Is there a website or I always I always ask this and you guys always ask. Yeah, it's it's called it. iTunes Overcast. I don't know where, <laughs> wherever you're listening to this, you go okay. find it over there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Our website, because we do have one, is mm-hmm. kidslovebatman.com. And if you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. And uh, next week, ooh, next week we are doing The Balance, which I don't know what that is, and Double Date, which is the infamous yes! uh, Birds, Birds of Prey episode written by Gail Simone. And I believe Tila will be joining us for that because I believe she called dibs the second I said we were doing JLU. Yeah. The, the, years ago, we were like, you know, it might be interesting if we could, if we, you know, if we ever get tired of uh, Trek, if we did the the Bruce Tim Justice League. Yeah. And, and uh, kicks the door in. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sabrina smashed through the wall like Kool-Aid man and mm-hmm. said, I'm doing Wonder Pig. And then mm-hmm. Tila walked in behind her and said, I'm doing Double Date. Yep. It was a one-two <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, so look forward to that, and uh, that's all for this time. Yeah, see ya, folks. Twala, mates. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 